You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. We find ourselves today in Romans 15, 1 through 7. Paul is continuing on the argument about Christian liberty, and he knows that there's a group of Christians, the Gentile Christians in Rome, who've been saved and feel free to eat a certain type of diet. And there's another group of Christians in Rome, the Jewish Christians, who are saved, but do not feel comfortable eating that type of diet. And so Paul's trying to show them each, you need to unite together, welcome each other, bear with each other. And really the impetus is on the strong person, the person who knows that they can enjoy these liberties, to bear with those who might be weak in conscience. What's striking to me is Paul doesn't lay out an argument for why the Jewish Christians are able to eat meat. That may happen in other places of the scripture. But Paul here in Rome is concerned that these people are placing their own personal preferences about what's good for everybody. They're placing those preferences on each other and really tearing each other down and affecting each other's consciences. And Paul's not even saying which group is right or wrong. He's wanting them to bear with each other. He's wanting them to build each other up. He's wanting the strong to have this obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. They're weak in conscience. Bear with them. He's not highlighting to those who are weak in conscience, here's why you're weak in conscience. Here's why you should be able to eat all the meat you want. Here's why you he's not making that case. He's talking to the strong and saying, you need to bear with them. Not just please yourself in the fact that you've gotten them to come along to your view. Don't do that. Please them. Build them up in their faith. When they say, I can't eat this because uh, I, I, I don't believe that, that it's right before the Lord and it hurts my conscience, and, and I want to, so I'm not going to eat because I'm going to do that as a way to honor the Lord. The strong person should say, Good for you. You're doing what you believe honors the Lord. Now, again, this is a Christian gray area. Paul's not talking about sin issues here, he's not talking about the fact that. If a person in your church decides to marry an unbeliever while they themselves claim to be a believer, that you should say, well, I guess I just got to bear with you. I I just need to uh, realize that you're weak in faith. No, no, no. That's an actual black and white sin issue. There's a time for rebuke in cases like that and a call to repentance. This is a gray area. And Paul's encouraging each other, is encouraging both groups to embrace each other. In the words of verse 7, he's encouraging them to welcome one another. Here's the point. There are plenty of things that can divide us in the church that are not sin issues. If there are 20 items on a ballot, so there's an election uh, taking place, and there are 20 items, 20 offices to vote for, 20 things to pick, If someone chooses 16 of them the same way you would vote and chooses four that are different from the way that you would vote, can you welcome that person? Those are not sin issues. Let's just assume that those are not black and white sin issues. Can you welcome someone who might vote differently from you? Can you welcome someone who might school their children in a different environment than you might school your children? Can you welcome someone 
who has a different view on a Christian liberty? Can you welcome someone who might drink alcohol when you might not? Or can you welcome someone who might not drink alcohol when you might? There's something greater that you both have than those differences. There's something greater you share than the differences. What's greater? Verse 7, that Christ has welcomed you. Christ has welcomed both of you. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. What's at stake here? Well, the end of verse 7, for the glory of God. It's a beautiful thing when people who hold to different positions for themselves in areas of Christian liberty can unite in fellowship and seek to build each other up rather than tear each other down. That brings God glory. And oh, that the world would see us uniting. Christians, Christians who are different, Christians who hold to certain different positions, oh, that the world would see us uniting, and then they would see that there's a bond stronger than our differences in gray areas. That would bring glory to the Lord. So Christian, I would ask you, do other believers who are not engaged in sin, but who feel different about their own practice of Christian liberties, do they feel welcomed around you? I hope so. Because when they do, that shows that there's something greater than, that unites the two of you. Christ unites the two of you. The divisions you have, the little, the little different viewpoints that you have on gray areas, are not nearly as strong as your bond in Christ. May this be the word for our church today. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are-